0: Well, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Y'all good? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Y'all good? All right, you can sit down, you can sit down. Look at your neighbor and say, all right, all right, all right. Look at your other neighbor and say, this is going to be a good day for you. Going to be a good day, going to be a good day, going to be good. Hey, if you, um, if you got, uh, uh, oh, by the way, welcome everybody all around the nation and around the world. This is crazy. This is like... The whole nation in one church. I like that. That's beautiful, all right? Uh, on Friday, I did schools down in Taranga, Taranga, Tadanga, Taranga, Taranga, yeah. What up, y'all? Y'all good? Fish and chips, greatest fish and chips on the face of the planet Earth right there. Give a shout out to everybody there. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Next week, I'm going to be in Hawke's Bay, Napier and Hastings, I think they call it, something like that, yeah. So what's up, Pastor Jake? It's all good. I'm going to beat you in golf again, and it's going to be a beautiful day. Amen. I'm doing Mother's Day down there. But before I go down there Saturday night, I'm doing Mother's Day right here. So next weekend on Saturday afternoon, I'm spending time with all the moms. Just Reggie and the moms. And it's simply called the heart of a mother. And I want to encourage you to be there. All the moms come. If you want to bring your daughter, bring your daughter. Because it's going to be a great afternoon. You're going to wish you had. And if you're a husband... Just you, Here it is. There is a, there's a spousal bank account. And sir, if you're smart, you will pay in to that account because you never know when you need to make a withdrawal from that account. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Some of y'all don't. If you've been married six months, you ain't got a clue what I'm talking about. But if you've been married over five years, you wanna say amen, but you won't because she's sitting right beside you and will punch you in the throat and watch you gag, all right? So here's the deal, my brothers. This is a good deposit. Make sure you register, all right? When this is okay, oh, can you register today? In the back, right when we're done? Make sure you do that. Cool, get your Bible. Go to Luke chapter 23, go to Luke chapter 23. We're gonna start reading at verse number 32, but before we do that, I'm a little homesick today. I've been here in your country for a couple of days now, and I feel like doing a little something like I need to take it back to America down in the south. See, I'm a black preacher from the south in America. You've seen the Medea movies, now it's time to go live, all right? (laughs) So I did a little song for the young adults on Thursday night. I flew in Thursday afternoon and preached Thursday night. You know why? Because Equippers Church is trying to save the whole nation in two weeks. But I have to give a shout-out to the Warriors. Come on. Come on. Come on. That means Jesus is coming soon. But hey, not until the Warriors win a championship. This is going to be a good year. Y'all hear me? Hey, somebody say amen. That's right. Y'all better recognize we're going this year. It's good. Them little tigers were in my hotel. They all quiet this morning, limping. I laughed at them. No, okay, I didn't. All right. So, y'all, do me a favor. No matter what city you're in, no matter if you're watching it on stream or live, you got to do me a favor. Number one, clap one time. (laughs) Clap three times. Okay, now look, the whole nation's about to throw down. We're going to go old school black church right now. Here we go. say alright 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 somebody touch your neighbor and say this is for you Luke chapter 23 verse 32 the Bible says this are y'all ready I don't think y'all ready for me today I'm gonna be totally honest y'all are not ready for me today you're just not ready so here's what happens every time I come to New Zealand something crazy happens a couple of years ago I was coming to New Zealand my plane broke in San Francisco. And while I was spending the night to catch a plane the next day to come to you guys, I was in an earthquake on the 12th floor of a hotel. Everything was shaking, my bed shaking, the curtain shaking, the TV shaking. All I could think of was, I'm on the 12th floor. I wonder who under me on the 11th floor. Whoever it is, they they're about to die. I made it through that. And so literally, I start thinking to myself, whenever I know I'm coming to New Zealand, What's gonna happen next? And oh yeah, it happened. I get on the plane. I leave my town and go to a city called Charlotte, North Carolina. We land in Charlotte. I'm thinking this is good. Right up until the little lady across the aisle from me stood up, grabbed her chest, and fell flat on the floor, having a heart attack. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? (laughs) Then the flight attendant goes, what do I do? She's supposed to be training what to do. So me and the guy beside me goes, all right, here we go. So we do CPR. She wakes up, which is a little disappointing. Hold on, listen, hear me out. We were doing CPR and they went to get the defibrillator. I've always wanted to use one of those. But of course she woke up and I went, ah, snap. We could have used that thing. And the guy laughed and I laughed, but then they said that because it happened on their plane, we gotta stay and do a report. So I missed my flight to LA. And I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? It's you people. <laughs> I go to Africa, no problem. Go to Europe, no problem. Every time I come to New Zealand, the devil's liar. So I came to make him pay today. So here we go. Okay, I heard that in Auckland, and I heard that. I'm not hearing that in Wellington. What's wrong with you Wellington people? Y'all got to get in the church right here. Come on now. Come on. Now, here it is. They put me on the next flight from Charlotte to L.A., and they said, Sir, your plane lands at 11.15 p.m. I said, Wait a minute. My plane leaves L.A. at 11.20 p.m. And the guy goes, You got five minutes. Obviously, this brother ain't never been to LA. It's a 20-minute walk to get to the national, international flights. So when I land, whew, the Lord saw a way. When I landed, it was 10: 10.55 p.m. Whew, I could do this. So I took off running. I don't know if you've ever seen a 300-pound black man running through the airport. <laughs> That's pretty awesome right there. Literally, all, all you can hear is <laughs> Look out! Women grabbing their purses. People were grabbing children. Some dude yelled, ISIS is coming. I didn't know what he was trying to say. I didn't have time to stop, all right? I had to get there. When I'm running, I'm not thinking, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. Look at me. It's a 20 minute walk. I did it in 12 minutes. I wish I had that defibrillator with me, though. I'd have put it on myself. I'm just saying. Clear? I'm just saying. I love running. The lady, look, she's closing the door. And the dude turns and I go, hey, hey, hey. And he goes, hold the door. And I go, thank you, man, thank you. He goes, you all right? I went, no. (laughs) No. I was desperate. One, I knew I had to get here. But two, while I was waiting for that second flight, I was told something by Qantas Airline. They said, because your ticket's Aren't put together, like from Florida to LA was different from LA to Brisbane to here. Because they were separate, they didn't feel they were responsible for me missing the flight. So they told me if you don't make that flight in LA tonight, we'll put you on the one tomorrow night. And it'll be with fees and change fees $8,697.45 but we'll waive to 45 cents. <laughs> I wanted to reach through the phone and punch that little brother in the nose. <laughs> Ladies, look at me. Gentlemen, check me out. Here we go. There was money on the line, all right? When you got something on the line, more than just making a flight, you make sure you get there. And when I landed and it was 10 till, I'm like, I could do this. I gotta do this. You know why? Because I gotta save that money. <laughs> Somebody touch your neighbor if you know what I'm talking about. Say, I know what he's talking about. So I read something in the Bible as I was flying over here. And to be honest with you, I got notes. I usually memorize all my sermons. Everything's memorized. But I couldn't because I just wrote this. I wrote this because of me being desperate to get on that plane to get here. And I found something in the Bible about being desperate. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, if you're desperate, this is where you need to be. Tell them right now. Tell them, tell them. Answer that person and say, all right, all right, all right. Luke chapter 23, verse 32. The Bible says this. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. Verse 33. When they came to the place called the skull, they were crucified. They crucified him along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Hey, can I stop right there? Can I give you all a little little history? Now, I I went to school, (laughs) and I graduated. Shut up. (laughs) And I'm not telling you my grades. But I learned something. It was around Easter time, and my professor let us know that for them to crucify Jesus the day they crucified him, there were certain laws and rules that they had to do. For example, they could not crucify more than three people. And the three that they crucify could not be more than eight feet apart. Okay? So when Jesus was crucified, everybody count out loud. You ready? Okay, now look, there's a thief right here being crucified. Count out loud. Ready? Okay, that, that was pretty good, but everybody, wherever you are watching this, I know you're looking at a TV monitor or a screen, but it's like I'm there. And if you think I can't, I will jump through the screen, sit on you, your mama never see you again, jump back on the screen, and I can tell the police I wasn't even there. All right? So everybody's got to count with me. Everybody ready? Come on, say it. Come on. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Four. Stop. So there was a thief there. Then Jesus was here. Keep. Now count again. Start over. Ready? Go. One. Yep. Two. Uh Uh-huh. Three. Yep. Four. And there was a thief here. So if you think they were spread apart really, really far, oh, no. It was eight feet. And Jesus was in the middle. From one thief to the other was eight feet. Do you know what that means? Let me just go ahead and help you out. You're no more than four steps from the answer that you need this morning. You're just four steps from the hope that you need to get through the situation that you're in. You are four steps on either left or right from finding the hope that you need in anything and everything that you're fighting for. Touch your neighbor and say you're only four steps away. That's good preaching. Y'all ain't ready for me. I'm going to say it one more time. Y'all are not ready for me. Verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Hmm. And they divided his clothes by casting lots. Verse 39, one of the criminals who hung hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Verse 40, but the other criminal hmm, said to him, The other thief, don't you fear God. Everybody say that with me. Don't you fear God. Say it one more time. He says, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Oh, that's good. Verse 42. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Verse 43, last verse. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. If I have to put a title on this, on this Sunday morning, the title is simply, Jesus, remember me. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that the next few moments will be eternal, everlasting, absolutely amazing. God, I pray that you would speak hope, truth, and love. God, I pray that you would reach through screens, through cameras, and touch the heart of a man and a woman who needs to know that they have hope in you. Jesus, I pray that you would answer the cry of someone's heart and that today would be salvation for somebody who's hearing my voice. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen, amen, amen. 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 The Lord loved this man. The thief on the cross. Because it's simple. He confessed Jesus in his darkest hour. It was dark. Many people had chose to turn their back on Jesus. To abandon Jesus. They were hurling insults at him. Some of them even said that he was an imposter. And in this dark day, should we not come out like the thief and confess him and take our stand alongside him? The thief on the cross told us who Jesus was. You see, when Jesus started his ministry, he saved sinners. And at the end of his ministry on earth, he saved a poor thief. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't know who you are. But I'm nothing but a thief. I deserve what's coming to me. I deserve to be abandoned. I deserve to be lost. But Jesus made a way. He saw something in me that was redeemable, that was saveable, that was ransomable. He paid the ransom for me and for you. Somebody, if he paid the ransom for you, say amen. amen. Are you okay? You okay that I'm preaching this hard? And I, I, I told you the story when I started. So that you can understand why I'm preaching this hard. Because life is fleeting. That woman thought she was heading home. She didn't know that she would drop in the middle of a plane and almost die. And I'm glad me and my friend was there. Because we were the ones that flight attendant didn't know what to do. But God has a way of putting people in the right place at the right moment. Like a thief on the cross. Hey, when prominent people die, when somebody famous dies, people clamor to try to figure out where were they when they died. What were they doing when they died? What was their last act? What did they do? How did they make it? What happened? And you know what? It's the same here. It's the same here. The last act of the son of God was to save a sinner. And it happened to be a poor thief. Okay, now look at me. This is going to mess people up. Because people start thinking that you got to do certain things to get saved. You got to do certain things to go to heaven. You got to do, that brother was nailed to a tree. There was nothing he could do. He knew that any moment a soldier was going to come and break his legs and he was going to die. So the whole theory that you could do works to get to heaven, eh, wrong answer. Because this thief, he had done everything wrong. He deserved to die. He was on a tree about to go bye bye. And all of a sudden, all he did was make one proclamation, make one decision, make one choice. And it was a choice that took him to paradise somebody you need to make a choice man I feel salvation in the room this morning I'm preaching like somebody's life is on the line because guess what it is every time you open your mouth there's life and death there's hope and there's nasty I'm preaching hope this morning there's life this morning all you gotta do in your last words do what Jesus said that thief looked at him and said Jesus remember me He could not do nothing. He couldn't even say, I'm sorry for stealing. All he could say was, Jesus, remember me. Now here we go. There's certain things you need to know. Certain things you need to understand. There's a process that happens. Number one, in conviction, you know what the first thing that happens you start literally, you literally start realizing who you are. You realize that, you know what? I need something bigger than me. I need something stronger than me. Have you ever gone through something that totally rocked your world? And literally, it's a, usually you start thinking about this stuff at night. You notice the darker it gets outside, the darker it gets on the inside. Usually you start thinking about this. How am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? How am I going to find the answer? But when it gets dark, when it gets messed up, there comes something deep inside you that starts looking for something to get you through that. Some people turn to other people. The wrong girl dates the wrong boy because she's trying to get through something out of his. A young man turns to alcohol and drugs because he's trying to get through this. If I could just be numb, if I could just get through this, if I could just, if I could just. know there's not just. There's an answer that you can run through. When you come against something bigger than you, don't turn to a substance. Don't turn to an individual. Turn to a God. Turn to a king. That's why Jesus came and died and rose on the third day. He is the answer that you're looking for. He is the hope that you need. He is the one that can get you through tomorrow. This man... All of a sudden, he had this absolute resolve deep inside him. And it all happened at verse 34. Hey, look, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. It did more for that thief than anything this earth could have done. He did. When he got caught stealing, the brother got beat. They beat the fool out of him just like they beat the fool out of Jesus. The beating didn't change him. Then they took him to court. Beaten, bruised, nasty, messed up. Hearing the things that he's done, the people he stole for, people making fun of him, mocking him, cutting down, he still had pride. He still was all lively in himself. He still was like, I don't care, I don't care. It didn't beat him down, the court. When they nailed him to a tree, he still was prideful. He still was the man hiding his shame and his hurt. But when Jesus said those words, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Something snapped in that thief. Oh, come on. I don't think y'all hear me today. I know, I know, I know you're not sleeping. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know some of you are shocked. You're just like going, oh, my goodness. He ain't playing around today. I ain't got time to play around. Because the clock's ticking. The clock is ticking. On somebody's life today, the clock's ticking. You're not promised tomorrow. Last night, I looked at young people and kitty, kitty or here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that on stage. <laughs> I was afraid to do it last night. Them little kids are crazy. They'd have beat me up. I preached, I preached about salvation. I preached I straight up salvation last night. how over, over to more than half the room responded saying they needed Jesus last night. Listen to me. You got to understand, kids need hope. And they're not looking for some kind of fluff. They don't want you to crack a joke. They want you to tell them the way it is. Tell them the truth. And if a kid wants it, so does an adult. I don't know who you are today. I don't know where you're sitting or what town you're watching this in. But this is your moment. This is your day. Jesus is looking at your life and saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do what is your answer to him today what are you going to say to him this morning i could stop there and give an altar call but i think y'all ain't ready for it i gotta finish i wrote this so i gotta finish it we doing all right somebody touch your neighbor and say it's time he looked at the thief so he's on this side he looked past jesus I don't know what side this thief. You know what's really crazy? We don't know which one it was. N- literally, nobody knows, was it the thief on the left or was it the thief on the right? All we know is one of them, too. And guess what? In this world, there's two thieves. Dude, God left nothing for chance. We're one of another. We're one of two people. We're either the thief on the left or the thief on the right. And I really don't know which one said, don't you fear God. But whichever one it was, I hope it's me. I want to look past the king and say, bro, don't you fear God? You can't die like this. Because the realization of who Jesus is was revealed to one of those thieves. And he literally tried to reach out to his friend. (laughs) Come on. Come on. This is so good today. I may never preach this again, but I'm going to let it go right now because you got to understand this morning that you're hanging on a cross just like I'm hanging on a cross. Because they call me the speaker, because I've done all these things, it don't mean nothing. I'm still a sinner. I'm still messed up. But because of Jesus, when he revealed himself to me, I said to my neighbors, I say to you, don't you fear God. Don't you fear God. Number one, it's that fear that changes Knowing that we're literally in the presence of somebody that can change our situation and choosing to let him. It's that healthy fear of God that changes everything. The next thing he did, he justified Christ. He said, we deserve what we got. We deserve what we got. But this man, he did nothing wrong. Hello? Hello? He did nothing wrong. In two things, he did it twice. He did two things right here. One, he justified Christ. And number two, he put himself with the sinner. A man can't be saved until he knows he's lost. (laughs) Go ahead, touch somebody and say, oh, that's good. You don't even know you're blind until you can't see. (laughs) You see what he said? He said, we deserve what we got. We deserve this. We deserve it." He put himself with the sinners. I don't deserve this. I don't know why I'm here. I know I'm supposed to die, but I can't figure out why he's here. He don't belong here. He doesn't belong with us. There's a world that's mocking him. There's a world that's cutting him down. I like this thief, y'all. You know why? Because in the middle of the whole thing, he did something even the disciples couldn't do. One disciple betrayed him, sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Another one denied him three times. This dude didn't walk with Jesus. He didn't talk with Jesus. He didn't watch Jesus make blind people see again or crippled people walk again. He didn't see none of that. He probably never heard of a brother in his entire life until he was hanging on that cross. But something snapped inside him. Something reached through the nasty thief that he was and spoke to the heart that God created in him. And that's going to happen this morning. God's going to speak to the heart he created in you. He's going to get past the hurt, past the sorrow, past the wrong, past the nasty. And He's speaking. Speaking hope to you this morning speaking hope to you this morning. Jesus, remember me. The last thing he did was put his faith in Jesus. Here's what he said He said, Father, Dean, when you get to paradise, remember me. Jesus, remember me. Three words. Just three words. How can somebody be saved over three words? It's not the words that he said. It's who he said them to. It's not the prayer that you pray, but it's who you're praying to. It's not the stuff that you've done, but it's who you give it to. Even the hurt. The disappointments, the sorrow, the nights that you wake up the next day and go, why did I do that? There are men in this room right now. You're trying to figure out why you went back to pornography last night. And I'm here to tell you, it don't matter what you did last night. It matters what you do this morning. There are women here going, I want to leave. I just want to leave. You got children there. I don't want Why am I thinking this? It's Mother's Day. I'm not a good mom. It ain't what you've done. It's who you are. At this moment, it's who you are. I like the thief. I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to faith, this is the number 1 key example of faith. Everybody says Abraham, is the father of the faithful. Do you know God had Abraham for 25 years coaching him, teaching him how to have faith like that? Moses had a burning bush. He actually saw a bush burning that wasn't burning, but it was only burning. Say that today, they're going to put you in a psych ward. <laughs> Especially when you say and it talked to me. And the psychiatrist's like, "What did the bush say?" And you go take off your shoes. Of course he did. Listen to me, I'm just telling y'all the truth. All these dudes, all these dudes God used, uh-uh, but this is the one. He had disciples, the dudes who watched him do stuff, go to it, do this, make fish come out of the water, all this stuff. They saw Lazarus after four days being dead come back again. They did all this stuff. All this stuff happened, but it was a thief who never saw any of it, who at the end of Jesus' earthly life proclaimed who he was. You just got to believe. You just got to believe. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to believe. Come on, touch your other neighbor and say, you must believe. Everybody, look at Reggie. Here's the deal, right now. You know why you have to believe? I'll tell you what. I'm gonna just. I can, I can only speak on this from a personal point of view. All right. I just know why I believe. You know what I believe? I believe that Mary was a virgin when she gave birth to Jesus. I believe that. I believe that God loves us so much that He gave His only Son to die on the cross for our sins. I believe that. I believe that. I believe. I believe. I believe that Jesus turned the water into wine. I believe that. I believe that Jesus took a 12-year-old girl who was dead and brought her back to life again. And right before that, touched a woman with issues. And made our issues disappear i believe i believe that jesus made a blind man see made a crippled man walk i believe i believe that jesus did all this for me not just for the world but for me that he knew i would be born thousands of years later and he would die on the cross for me i believe i believe it's just jesus saved that thief and he said were when the thief said When you get to paradise, remember me. Jesus, remember me. And Jesus said, where I am, you will be also. Do you know the thief is the first one that got to paradise after the veil was rent? Just think about that. That's for you Christians right there. The first New Testament conversion was the thief. That's just absolutely amazing, and I didn't write that down. Let me finish. We're going to beat the Baptist to the buffet today. (laughs) You know what's crazy about the thief? That thief, I don't know which side he was on. The thief was on the border. He's just teetering on the border of hell. And Jesus swooped in and snatched that brother (laughs) from the grip of Satan. And it all happened with three simple words. Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me. Do you know him this morning? Do you know my Savior? Do you know my King? I really feel in my heart that I've... I presented the gospel in a clear way. But, Reggie, you don't know what I've done. Oh, neither the thief did. I don't need to know, I ain't Jesus. Jesus knows. I'm hoping that somehow this morning, no matter who you are, where you're sitting, or what church you're in watching this, that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit has swooped in. And while I'm saying words on a stage, on a platform, or on a screen. You're literally going through your life, and everything that you ever had that has separated you from God has been checked off because of Jesus Christ. Every wrong you've ever done has been checked off because of his love. Every mistake you've ever made has been checked off by his mercy. And all you've got to do today, even though you're hanging on that tree and you deserve to be there, is to look over to the man in the middle and say, Jesus, remember me. But some of us don't want to say that because we're ashamed of the things we've done. Never be ashamed of your past. Because the devil wants you to so that you'll never have a future. Instead, be like the thief. Jesus, remember.